Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Podcasters tend to obsess over discoverability. But a bigger problem might be impenetrability, a problem that neither the podcast media hosts or the apps listeners use are helping us to solve yet. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. So this weekend, a podcast I was listening to, Great Desert Oracle, introduced me to a Phoenix band called Giant Sand, which I'd never heard of. And I moved to this state in 1997. Anyhow, decided to discover Giant Sand and went to use a very popular music streaming app, which I won't mention because it's not important to the story right now. And I was hooked immediately. Great sound right in my wheelhouse for the kind of weirdo stuff that I like. But it was that experience of discovering, as in someone told me about a band, I went to the app, and the app did an exceptional job of giving me a good experience. Here's what they didn't do. Here's the last song that that band, who's been around for over 30 years, Recorded, because uh, who thinks that's the best? It also didn't say, here's a list of all the albums, begin playing those albums, starting with track number one. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but it's not the 70s anymore. We don't have to do album cuts. No, this app somehow took it upon itself from the roughly 260 million users it has on a regular basis, used the data from those listens, from how that content is being consumed for that band specifically, and then presented songs to me from that band in order of popularity. The assumption being what's most popular might be Something you should listen to if you're brand new to this band and you're on the listen to music from this band side. Now, you might be saying, hang on, Evo, podcast apps all do that. They will always show you the most popular podcasts. Yes, they do. But I don't know that that's the best. But back to the question of how do you listen to that content again? These apps are presenting it in album form or most recent episode form. That's that's not the best. Again, what this app did was presented the contents to me based on some algorithm that they determined help people listen to and consume things better. That's where we're falling down. Imagine for a moment if podcast apps worked that way. When you typed in the name of a podcast you were looking for, it didn't show you the most recent episode. It showed you the best episode. 
the episode that, based on the data they have, tells you what you should be listening to first. Presents that to you first so you can go, wow, that is every bit as good as person X told me. I'm now going to subscribe. Now, first off, there are some flaws with this plan. This, this is not going to work for all types of podcasting. Like if you're doing a news program, if you're covering events that happened right now, like like the Daily or like Geek News Central, that content is going to be worn out very quickly. It doesn't have a long shelf life, if you will. So for them, probably the most recent news is much better than something from 2007. <laughs> also, this won't work for serial content like, uh, well, serial, obviously the big gun, or Valence, a sci-fi drama, audio drama, storytelling podcast made here in Phoenix, Arizona. Those serial shows need to be consumed from episode one, from the beginning. You don't want to read a novel starting with chapter six. So presenting those episodes based on popularity doesn't make any sense at all. However, it's perfect for timeless content. Content that is neither newsworthy, immediate, required listening now, or building on prior things in a serial fashion. And by the way, a lot of podcasting out there is timeless. This show is timeless. Sleep With Me or The Snooze Button to just do two random shows that are <laughs> sleep-related are both doing timeless content. Sleep With Me, you want to fall asleep. Here's an episode you can help listen to. The Snooze Button interviews with experts to find out why sleep is such a problem. Right? The, those timeless all the time. So if you're making timeless content, the most recent episode, as I've said previously on this show, isn't necessarily the one people should be presented first. It should be your best. So how do we figure out which one is the best? Well, we can't rely on downloads. You cannot go to your podcast hosting company and assume that you'll get a nice report that told you which episode is most popular. Oh, don't, don't worry. You'll get an understanding of which episode gets the most downloads. But let me bring to you the fast food problem. Let's say you run a fast food restaurant and you want to figure out which of your three condiments, ketchup, mayo, and mustard, are most popular. The problem is, if you just count up, well, how many packets of mustard and mayo and ketchup did I go through, you're probably going to see ketchup more than the rest of them. Why? Because ketchup is what you automatically throw into the bag for all of your take-through, take-out stuff and your drive-through things. No one asks to have ketchup put in or taken out, or very few people actually do. It's an automatic response. However, if people are at the counter grabbing packets, that's a different. We don't, we don't have a way to, to isolate those. And what I mean by that is in podcasting, most of the people that are listening to our content are just getting it. It's automatically sent down to them. Our podcast hosting companies count a download as a download, not necessarily a stream, not necessarily somebody who wasn't subscribed. They don't give us any of that information. They could give us that information. It's not easy. I get that. But they could do some deeper analyses and tell you, hey, these episodes, something's weird. It's not part of your regular RSS distribution or this particular file was listened to 74 times by people. Listened to versus actually played. Now, that's hard for them to get to. I understand. It's not an easy thing. They can't turn and turn a flip on this. Apps certainly could be helping with that because they do have play information. 
every single app out there has access to whether or not a person, an individual, has played an episode multiple times. And if they see that kind of thing happening over and over, they could provide a very strong signal to the podcast creator that this episode's popular. Maybe we should rank that a little bit higher up in the list. Part of the reason they don't do that is we podcasters have been so focused on getting downloads right. We want an accurate download count. And if somebody listened to the same file 17 times, we don't want to know about that. Wait, we don't? Really? I think that's kind of key. We might want to know that. Because if we knew something like that, if we knew that, we could then present to people who have been introduced to our show from somewhere else, someone else, the best episode for them to start with. But as it is, we're stuck doing it on our own. Now, you know, who knows? Maybe that'll change over time. Maybe some of these ideas will percolate up, and as better app developers get in and more data gets consumed, maybe they'll find a solution for this. I sure hope so. Or maybe, maybe the new players that are entering the market spending lots of cash who've already solved this problem. But for music, hmm... Maybe they're going to solve it for podcasting, too. Now, if you enjoy my pontificating, check out buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra. That's where you can not only buy me a coffee, please, thank you for the virtual coffee, by the way, but you can also become a member, and I'm doing some special things for members over there. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and uh, sign up to become a member. It's really cheap. And you'll get some special things. Yes, special things. And if that's not for you, then pretty please, with sugar on it, go tell one other podcaster about podcast pontifications today. Even if you've done it previously, do it again to somebody else brand new. That's help. Yeah. Maybe somebody you just met who needs to discover more about podcasting needs this particular episode. That's fine. Send it away. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion. 
is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.